Hello, everyone. Welcome to In Bed with Dr. Sue. I'm your host, Sue Storm, and this is the show I know so many of you have been waiting for. I've had offers of cash to get this information, but I could only do it when Kevin was ready. If you'll remember, back in 2017, he sat down for an interview on extreme cuckolding, which riveted so many of you. And for many reasons, it has taken me until now to get Kevin to sit down for a series of interviews to catch you all up on what he's been doing and how his marriage is today. Although we both know that most of you will use this as masturbation fodder, the information is given to you as a warning. Be careful what you wish for, gentlemen, because you just might get it. Here is the first of three conversations with Kevin. I hope you enjoy them. How I want to get going with this is to remind everybody, first of all, that this is Kevin, and you will remember him from the Extreme Cuckolding show. And I know through the many years it's been since we've had Kevin with us to speak to us live and in person, a lot has happened. I have tried to keep you somewhat up to date, but it's never as good as when you can hear it from the horse's mouth. <laughs> never as good. Oh dear. And I mean, and, and you well know, I have sent you the offers people have offered. People have been bending over backwards trying to find out what happened to Kevin. So yeah. now you're going to find out in the series of audios, you're going to find out what happened to Kevin. We're going to pick up where we left off from the extreme cuckolding show, but we'll go really quickly through how Kevin got to where he is kind of right now, or where we left off, I should say. Because there were some things that even recently I didn't know, which was the fact that you were the one that brought cuckolding to your wife. Yes, this is my second wife. I was married really right out of college to a first wife for 14 years, divorced for a few. Then I actually married my second wife. How did you meet um, her? Um, I met her at a Christmas party. It was just one of those things where she, I asked her out, which was probably why one moment of manhood after that. It, it, it kind of just lagged for a while. Then she kind of... Uh, called me one day and we uh, went out a couple more times mm -hmm. from the start. She was the decision maker. You know, we're going to do this. So she, yeah, she was dominant from the get go. Yeah. Not, I, I would even just kind of say like, uh, you know, uh, definitely the alpha person in the relationship, but there wasn't right. really that much dominance. She would say if, when, how we did anything. And, uh, and that was just after, natural. Right. That wasn't something right, you sat right. down and went, oh, we're going to have a female led relationship. Yeah. It was just natural. It, right. And right. It, it, it was kind of mostly in the bedroom. But, you know, if we were going to go eat, should say when, where, what, and not even in commanding, just like, I think we should do this. And, you know, like who I am, I would just say, yeah, that sounds great. Well, when um, you say it was mostly in the bedroom, what would she do in the bedroom? A lot of face sitting, you know, forced oral, that kind of thing. Okay, um, so she really was more denial, dominant, but I would still have most. sex. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And basically, it was more of a thing where she just wanted everything her way, and she got it. It wasn't one of those things where there was a raised voice or anything. I, you know, as time has come on, you and I have talked, and I've always been much more beta than I knew. But at the same time, I wasn't then what I am now. 
we had a couple of older kids from my first marriage in the house. They never really saw anything, but they did know that she definitely was the dominant person in the relationship. And as it got on. So she um, was dominant with them as well? Told them what she expected, did not really tolerate much. Um, no, and these again, were no two male voices. children, right? Yes. Two male children. No raised voices, but like any good dom, she didn't have to. They never saw anything suspect or anything like that. They would see me get like kind of a verbal beat down more than once. And I remember the first time that happened, talking to her about how that was really rough. And the funny thing was she was mad at me for putting her in a position where she had to do that. <laughs> and, <laughs> Don't make uh, me sound like this. Exactly. She wasn't really <laughs> happy about it. About five years ago, she told me she wanted to make it 24-7, take it out of the bedroom. Her thing was it really wasn't going to be that big of an adjustment because it mostly But was, was that, okay, but wait a minute. Was that before you dragged cuckolding into the picture? That was definitely before. Oh, yes. really? So this kind of became yeah. FLR before it became cuckolding? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and back when I thought I would knew what I was doing, I would definitely say that, and I still would, that's really the way to go into cuckolding is like that. But at the same time, it was still just all the decisions, all the everything, much more strict. And did she sit you down and go, okay, this is the way it's going to be. This is yes, what I've decided. She absolutely did. Yeah. Okay. And it was, it was a very, it was a bigger jump than I thought. So I remember at the time thinking, well, hell, what's going to be the difference, right? Is that <laughs> and, when she started to control the money? Yes, she controlled the money. I started. Uh, and you said that started, was a big step for you. The money. You told us that last time. Yeah, the other thing she took over was um, my time. And I had kind of oh. thought when this was done, like, oh, what's going to be the difference? But it would be a situation where I'd say, can I, I'd have to ask to stay up. It, it really, you know. It took, you would have about, to ask like, to when, stay up? What do you mean? She, yeah. You had a bedtime? Like, well, pretty much. If she was going to bed and I wanted to stay up, she would be like, uh, I would have to ask, can I stay up? She'd ask why. And she don't usually say yes. I mean, the micromanaging was a much tougher thing than I thought it would be because it just, it's like this big wet blanket. It, it's all the But time, this is what guys day. dream of. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I Kevin, this is, this is what men who dream of being in female led relationships want to feel. Yet you're yeah. saying when it actually comes down, it's not what you thought it would be. Not at all. Because, you know, you think, okay, well, that was fun. If you, have some kind of interaction with a dominant woman. I mean, being broke all the time when you know you really kind of aren't is is pretty frustrating. What do you mean by you being know, broke? She, Give us an example. Um, she controlled the money. I had very little spending and very little time and freedom to go spend it. I would tell any woman, not that I'd that ever asked me, if you don't have the money, you really don't have the submission. But that's me <laughs> because... It's yeah, if you've like still a, got control of your own cash, then you're you're not as submissive as what you think you are. No, there's no freedom. There's no, mm -hmm. I mean, it was just a very, very big wake-up call. I'd have a group lunch at work. I pretty much, um, as you know, kind of retired now or work from home a little bit, but I'd have some kind of group lunch and I'd tell her, hey, I mean, need like 15 or 20 bucks for a group lunch. And she'd basically give it to me. And it was an incredibly... Made, made me feel very small, you know, to ask for cash. But isn't that, doesn't that feed your humiliation thread? Oh, yeah, doesn't absolutely. that, don't you love the idea of having to crawl to her and ask for money? Yeah. And, you know, see the just absolutely 
can't say it's not incredibly sexy smirk on her face and she'd give it to me um but yeah the, the micromanaging she loved it everything was great and i had a huge fantasy like probably all guys uh beta guys about cuckolding it was probably a lot more than a um fantasy it was just about an obsession and i went well where did you find out about it porn porn okay so during your marriage you're still (laughs) watching porn yes she kind of knew that um she thought it was kind of funny but she absolutely did not mind the thought of it. I mean, it's kind of goes without saying that I wasn't doing anything for her in bed except for orally. So Oh, we so went. she didn't so you stopped having sex with her. I had it, but it was awful. It doesn't uh, bother me to say it. a lot of like I say a lot of face sitting, a lot of forced oral every now and then she would let me inside her. But my, you know, control issues just uh so you just have a premature not, ejaculation issue. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it's, I'm sure people would be like, well, have you tried? Yes, I did. Okay. So <laughs> you tried everything where that's concerned. Tried everything. It was just more mental what than anything. Is. And then it gets in your head and it's more and more mental. But we found a bull and he was terrible. We found another bull and he was terrible. What made the we first guy a, terrible? Like what, why were they um, terrible? Well, I think there's a lot of guys. This is uh, who basically will say, yeah, I'm a bull. They'll say or do anything to to have sex. I mean, anything. Right. Uh, the first guy was kind where of. Where did you find the, them? Like, where? What? When was this? This was this was after Craigslist, really. But okay. um, we found them on um, alt.com. That was the main one. My wife had would belong to a forum, and uh, there was some people who had some word of mouth. Um, okay, no, back it up, back it up. You dragged cuckolding to her. Mm-hmm. Now she's in a forum for what? This was a forum for women who had long-term kind of FLR relationships and so quite a few of them. So then um, she's been researching this. It wasn't something she naturally went to. Yeah. When, when she told the people, the other women on the forum that uh, I had approached her about this, uh, they talked to her a lot about it. Oh, um, some okay. of the local ones. So she a, was getting uh, coached. She was. And, okay. uh, we had two bad ones and no show or two and probably just when we might have given it up we found the guy and okay. a very powerful guy knew exactly what he was doing absolutely was just a, a devastating guy for me as far as my dignity and uh, manhood and he took it away very much in front of her much more intense right away than i thought it would be at that time it was still something she she loved she found it very hot there were times when he would have me do things where I could see uh, her kind of get to the point where she was mm, not not real pleased with what she was seeing. But I had okay. really reached. So wait a minute, let's back it up because um, you're kind of getting ahead of yourself here. Okay, yeah. so you meet this new guy, mm-hmm. and the guys prior to this who were crappy. Like I said, yeah. what made them crappy? They didn't know what they were doing? They weren't really alpha? They didn't know what they were doing. And, uh, I mean, sooner or later, I'll have to kind of bring it into it. These were white, white guys, guys. Pretend, yeah. white guys <laughs> pretending to be alpha guys. Oh, yeah. And no, this is all BBC. Everybody gets it. It's not a big deal. Yeah, okay. When, it so, got, when they were pretending, I mean, they, they truly... You can see it. it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's as, so as true. you and I have talked, you got to get this yeah. vibe from them where they're thinking, what would a really alpha guy do here? And... Uh, <laughs> What so they true. say, and uh, <laughs> I I never had when we uh, when we had our black bull for the first time, 
he never told me what to call him. He never had any protocol or anything. He didn't have you a know, list? This to, no, this is, <laughs> this not, is this your the list position of you're positions. supposed to be in when, <laughs> when I'm walking in the room. Right. No, I mean, the ownership is so primal. They're really not in it for the games. And mm -hmm. uh, it was incredibly intense. And she absolutely was in love with the cock. There's really, and the way he did it too. She mm -hmm. even told me if my cock had been a foot long, she still would be doing the same thing. To me. So, because it's true. There is a vast <laughs> difference. There just is. You know, he. What was he, it like for was, you though with him for the first time? And you, like, okay, so let's back. Like when I say let's back this up, mm -hmm. the first time. Well, I mean, I would imagine the two white guys were just kind of like was a complete mess. But when the first time was. he's with your wife, the the new black bull, what are you doing? They, they went out to to eat for a little bit, and okay. uh, they they actually went on just a old school date. When they came back. He told her, why don't you go upstairs and get comfortable, put on something comfortable and come back down. And he, I was just sitting on the couch and parked going a thousand miles an hour. And he said, uh, he, I had had lunch with him before and he had told me, he had asked me about forced buy. And I had said it was really going to be difficult for me. And he had told me I needed to kind of prepare for it. And he said, you know, what's going to happen really soon, don't you? And I said, yes, sir. And he said, um, you said, yes, sir, automatically. I, I I could not possibly have thought of anything else to say. It just kind of came out. He said, you've probably been trying to think of ways to talk yourself out of it. You've been t trying to think of ways to kind of water it down. He said, this is really going to happen. Do you understand? And I said, yes, sir. And he said, we're not going to really have any problems. You're going to be a good boy for me, aren't you? And I said, yes, sir. And he said, I really want you to say it in most of sentence. So well, I would say, yes, sir, I'm going to be a good boy for you. And she came down, and I think she was nervous because she didn't know what to expect. He said, Jason and I have been talking. You don't have anything to be nervous about. And he, right then, before she, they even did anything, he said, I want you to take my cock out and suck on it for a while in front of your wife. And I did that. So you I'd didn't hesitate. You did not say no. no. You did no, not really protest. Didn't. No. And I, I did it kind of. Uh, I just kind of reached over and my mind was kind of for a minute thinking, what if I said, but it's just like, it's like you're or like, I'm a robot. And okay. I just did that. So like you said, kind of zone out. Yeah. Yeah. He said, I want you to look over at your wife. And he said, uh, he told her, he said, this is not something he's turned into. He's always been. It just went on like that for for a while. So now is he standing to kind of give us a visual? He's standing Where over are you? me. I'm sitting on the edge of the couch. Okay. And my wife is just standing there with her jaw on the floor. <laughs> and, uh, so that went on for a while. And we laugh. Okay, me, hold on, hold on, hold on. We laugh at the fact that her jaw is on the floor, but that yeah. is a very poignant moment. And we'll little explain it a bit. Yeah. It went on like that for a while. And then he sat down with her. He told me to go sit in the chair. He said, you could touch yourself, but don't do anything other than that. So they you sucked him it. in front of your wife? Yes. And then I went and sat down on the chair. And it kind of got to the point where um, they were getting really close. And it was a very, I would I would use the word, porny cuckold scene. <laughs> right. I, he pulled out, had me taste her pussy on, on, on his cock and everything like that. He came all over her. Um, stomach and, and breast and had me clean it up 
it was really, really awesome. And uh, she loved it. It was everything but you ever wanted. It, it was a porn scene in my home. It really yep. was. It got to the point where she wanted it all the time. But he would go a little bit extra all the time having me uh, be loaded myself. And, so each time uh, he it, would come over, you would yeah. be forced to perform something a little bit more degrading each time. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes they were actually kind of funny. But in the long run, they definitely were not. They're very clever, too. And uh, he, So give uh, us an example. He, I remember he had me uh, put my balls in his, in his mouth and kind of play with them and talk to her and tell her I'm a real man. I should be able to fuck you, too, while, while I was playing with his balls in his mouth. And, okay, wait, uh, wait. So his balls are in your mouth because you just did it backwards. Okay, so his balls are in your mouth and yeah, you and have I'm to speak? To talk. Yeah, and I'm trying to <laughs> talk to her. He said, tell her you're... Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> uh, tell her you're a real man and you should get the fuck her too. Things like that, you know. And um, Now, there was uh, a very, very distinctive moment that you only told me about recently that I really want everybody to hear about that was back yeah. during this time. Yeah. My wife, as part of liking an alpha man to do her and uh, just a lot of these kind of things in general, likes pretty rough sex. Nothing scary, nothing dangerous, but definitely likes to be manhandled or whatever phrase goes with that. And uh, and by the way, everybody, she's her. not like five foot and weighs 80 oh, pounds. She's, she she's is a uh, statuesque woman. Yes. She is truly an Amazon. She's mm. five ten and very statuesque, and uh, so she can handle the roughing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, for the roughing up, she she can. I don't want to say she can take it because that sounds no. It's it does but, sound inappropriate, <laughs> but it, no. But to be fair, she's not some little nymphette that you know. No, and she had asked me room. before to do it. Yeah, she had asked me before to do it before oh we God. did anything, and I remember being like, "Is this bad? Is this too much?" And she, I remember her going, <laughs> "Never Just mind." Stop. <laughs> yeah, just, just never mind. So he was doing it, the hair pulling, the ass smacking, and everything, and okay. she was on all fours. And I was sitting on the couch, and he started doing it really, really hard, like really hard. And she was grunting and trying to go with it as long as she and could. doing what really hard? Uh, hair pulling, hard ass smacking. He reached under and slapped her tits really hard. And she, she didn't say a safe word, but she said too much, too much. And he grabbed her hair and pulled it up, said, tell your husband it's too much and to tell me to stop. And she looked at me and I don't, she wasn't really doing it as a scene. I don't, I think she just was obeying him and everything else. And she said, it's too much. Tell him to stop. I couldn't say anything. I just kind of looked down and. You know, didn't even say anything. I just looked down at my at the floor, and she looked at me again and said it. You know, more slowly. I I couldn't even answer her. You couldn't look at and, her. No, I couldn't even make eye contact with her. And he said, "I'll take it easy on you," but he said, uh, "This is also who your husband is." And I'm finally kind of looked up at her, and it was not. It was not even unhappy. It was not disappointing. It was really just disgust. And, and in uh, that moment, gentlemen, keep this in mind, because this is this is why I say this is a very pivotal moment. This is what you don't want to have go on. No. Because in that moment, she disconnected. 
she did. And she told me later that sucking cock was not the turning point. Doing a lot of the things like I was telling you about wasn't the turning point. That was probably the biggest one. And there, there were lots of moments added up together. But that one in particular, it was really, really uh, one of those things where if you'd have told me ahead of time all this, I would have told you, oh, that's so hot. When it's not happening, you kind of fetishize people being disgusted with you, you sexualize people thinking you're a loser and uh, boy, can't get it back. You cannot get it back. She can't unsee that. And, and that's that's no. now my new line. That's my new go-to line. She yeah. cannot unsee what she just saw. Yeah, you failed it. her in that moment. Yeah. You weren't protecting her. You weren't being her husband at all. You were no. that weak. And I even had more than one chance. You know, she had, she told me later, you know, it was one of those things where she said, had you fought and lost or had you said something and he laughed and said, okay, I'll stop. Or had I, had I Anything. tried to stop it and failed, Anything. it would have, it would have been fine, but I didn't try. The other thing uh, I hadn't told her before too, but when, when I couldn't do anything and she was just looking at me, he was still fucking her very hard. And he told me, he said, touch yourself. And so I kept doing that. And I mean, yeah, it was, she, as I say, she told me later, there were a lot of things that, that, that lost her, that I lost on her on, but that was probably the one thing she always. Well, because when we look at it from a psychological standpoint, you, that was your moment to step up as a man and mm -hmm. you chose not to, not only that, when she asked you to do something, you completely ignored it. Yeah. And when he said you can satisfy your dick, yep. that took precedence over her and her safety. And one of the things no I definitely warn guys about is if you serve a very smart alpha male, they will know exactly how to take your man out of the way in the mm -hmm. worst possible way. And one of the things she also told me about was that moment had nothing to do with FLR, had nothing to do with cuckolding. It really had nothing to do with anything sexual or anything at all. It was no. just something anybody in any relationship should do. I'm sure you could have watched the respect drain right into the floor. It was gone. Yeah. You're garbage yeah, it, to me now because mm -hmm. you, you weren't a man. No. And, you know, the other thing that happened was, I didn't know it was as bad as it was, but I knew this was a bad moment. And as a really beta guy, those kind of things, you can't get back to that level in front of her or him again. It knocks you down to a point where you're just basically just so kind of uh, beta I think that's a, a nice word. I think it, it, it's it, a nice word. It is. It puts you at such a low, slimy level yeah, that you took your dick over your wife's safety. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things um, that she said later was in the beginning, I just thought, this is funny. This is hot. You know, if I had to do something kind of humiliating or she did something to me or said something to me. But then, as time went on, especially after that moment, I remember her She got me meaner, later, didn't she? I just wanted to see what I could do to you. And whatever I did, you kept taking it. And it didn't make me think, 
man, he's tough or anything. She said, I just, I just lost more and more respect for you every time. And I've, I've heard this from Bull too and his friends where when you get to the point where they could do anything, they're not proud of you. They're not happy for how far you've evolved. They you, just think, what else can we make it do? This isn't a pride thing. This isn't, no. you're not their little owned sub. That's not what this dynamic is. Oh, no. You guys, no. you tend to over-sexualize it because of your porn addictions. And yeah. let's face it, we all know that you white boys have porn addictions. Trust and believe the rest of the world wants you to have them. Yes, it is uh, one of the men I serve who is a very much a believer in uh, a lot of the racial dynamics that go on with this. Truly believes that somewhere behind the scenes, there has to be some black minds orchestrating what is produced in porn and how it goes out. Because he said, you could not possibly come up with better mass hypnosis for white men to just be useless than porn. And, uh, and the funny, okay, here's the, here's the second dynamic to that. Not only is it pathetic, every beta male, and again, we're being nice, who is listening to this right now is jerking off furiously. And you and I both know that. Yes. That's how that fucking be. pathetic this gets. <laughs> yeah. It, We're it trying is. to I warn mean, you. This is the thing. We're going to be giving you tons of warnings throughout this. And these are legit warnings. Yeah. And, and you can take them or don't take them. But hopefully you learn from this. This is just yeah, the well, start. And the first thing I would say in all this is as things kind of slipped down, as I slipped from the point where maybe I had dignity as a cuckold and this was just who I was, but it got, it all went away and my wife got disgusted and it was very obvious. They just put their foot down on the accelerator. <laughs> I mean, it's not something where they think, uh, we better back up or this marriage is in trouble. They're not your friend. No, the game playing really ramped up. And this is kind of where we left off with the, with the last show years ago was, yeah you know, now the serious game playing started to go into effect and they actually, and you will hear there's different gentlemen that we're going to be referring to. You will hear the main guy that you're going to be thinking of is sir or bull. That's the yeah. same guy. And then mm -hmm. we have another guy. We're going to call him Malcolm. He yeah. comes into the picture later. So right now it's just sir and yeah. sir and your wife decide to ramp things up let's poke this little fucker and see what we can make him do let's see what we can how we can make him dance how did they do that <laughs> well um one of the things that i i had heard of this um from people way back in the day when craigslist was a thing that i had heard of people getting uh craigslisted and he had talked about uh, how they had done it to a wife and a husband where they basically put them in a cheap motel you know, the kind Wait, where... And a husband. The, this just... Well, not at the my, same time. It yeah, doesn't matter. It's just no, so it doesn't. wrong. It's just well, they, wrong. they put him in a cheap motel, you know, the kind where you walk up to the door and you walk in the room. And they essentially uh, ran a Craigslist ad. So, you know, they would uh, sell themselves out of this uh, motel room. And they would kind of have the phone calls go to the bull. He'd tell them where it was. And uh, he'd kind of sort of vet these people. But you how much can kind you of really sort of do, didn't you know? yeah yeah <laughs> how much betting and you can do they would sit there in the room and wait for people to come up and use uh whatever holes they wanted and uh they had no idea when it would stop when it went on 
or, or I mean, not when it went on, but how long it would last or right. when it would stop or whatever. And uh, they did this to me on more than one occasion. They didn't. Okay. So, so now hold on, hold on. You have a habit of just going, oh, and by the way, they did this. To me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's not Man, that it casual. Hard. It rained here. hard today here too. <laughs> oh, by the way, they also <laughs> trafficked me. Yeah. No, no, no. And uh, <laughs> what happened? Like, why would she the, allow it? That? Was, it was truly terrifying. And I, I can imagine. And much like what you talked about before, or two, there'll be guys who will just absolutely stroke themselves silly because it sounded so awful. They dropped me off in this room and I was, I had a couple of changes of some very trampy clothes, stockings, garters, all that. And mm -hmm. I had no shoes. I had kind of a, I guess, burner phone, for lack of another word, that connected to him. No ID, no car keys, and no money. And I just had, and I had a couple boxes of condoms. And basically, I just pleased whoever came through that door. How would they pay so, you? Um, they would give me cash. And I had a little box, and they put it in there. It so like, you weren't allowed was, to touch the box? No. It was almost... Nothing, which made it worse, of course. Like what? Give me an it's idea like of money. 20, it was like 20 bucks a blowjob. 20 bucks for almost, a blowjob. Almost all of it was blowjob. In fact, I remember one time, that's all it was. Okay, well, let's go back to your first time, okay? So yeah. <laughs> yeah. you're running ahead again because they're going to be like, you did this how many times? Not gloss this over. Right? No, um, you're not glossing this over. The first time just went overnight. I probably got uh, dropped off early afternoon, basically after check-in time. And um, they left, which is another terrifying thing. And they said, you know, I don't know how long this will take. The ad's out there now, but we also have some people we're trying to call. The ad wasn't on Craigslist. I don't even know where they put it. But nothing happened for a couple hours. That's the first problem was just boredom. I have a little motel TV and that's it. So just sitting there bored waiting and somebody knocked on the door. But isn't that I, nerve wracking? Yes. Every time somebody would walk by the door outside, I'd think, fuck, 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 fuck. And nothing happened. So uh, I want finally. you, so think about this. So for those of you who wonder what it would be like to be trafficked, it's not even so much the sex acts. And I'm not just, I'm not, putting that to one side for anybody who has been legitimately trafficked. I'm not putting that to one side. I'm just saying it is another one of those 80%, I would say, is a mind fuck in this. Yeah. So you waiting is also part of the mind fuck because you get jumpy. Now you can't even watch TV because like you can't hold your own attention. Yeah. You're scared. You can't concentrate. Somebody just walked by the door. So I just kind of would wait. A guy finally knocked on the door. I opened it. He came in, and I mean, it was really clear that he was in the right room just looking at me. Black guy, he white was, guy, what'd you get? He was a white guy. Okay. And he just pulled his uh, pants down, pulled his cock out, and I started sucking. There, like, was not one word spoken. And that happened more than once, actually. So the whole thing didn't last five or ten minutes, maybe came all over me. I remember the first one. Put his money in the box and left. And... That was it for like another hour. And when it really started happening a lot was like, I would say about uh, maybe after 11 at night, mm -hmm. I started seeing like one every 10, 15 minutes or so. 10, and 15 minutes, really? Yeah, for about an hour and a half, I probably saw five, six people maybe. 
Wow. Uh, maybe a little more. Then it now, got a aren't you better. afraid that they're going to fuck you? Yes. Yes. Very much so. But at this point, there, had you been fucked? Yes. Uh, that was something that uh, Sir did in front of my wife also. And she also was told me that, you know, that was not what she thought it would be either. She thought it would be just like another blowjob. But it was, for whatever reason with men, it is a more intense emotional thing. And uh, she Okay, said, so let's rewind was, back really quickly to when he took you for the first time. I will bounce back to the hotel room in a second. So he <laughs> takes you for the first time in front of her. Yeah. What were you doing? Told, what made it degrading? Just, I can't even hardly explain it. It's just such a surrender. The thing about what he did too was he, she was still turned on by the thought of it. And he told her, um, she said, I want to see it go in. And he said, no, he said, I'm going to get him on the bed. He made me kind of face the corner of the bed and had her pull up a chair. He said, you need to look in his eyes while I do it. Just watch that little part of him that, uh, Still thinks that the man die. <laughs> it's worse. I remember and you said it, that on the show before. It's just it, that is such a classic line. It is. I remember kind of put my head down on the uh, on the bed, mm -hmm. and he kind of reached down and gave me a pretty good slap and said, "If you look, if you don't look in her eyes, I'll do this for hours." And uh, yeah, and it was just a really, like I say, powerful did surrender. It, it did, but it, mm -hmm. he did. He could have made it worse. But the funny thing was, he just he, he just kind of told me that this is uh, something that would happen, you know, and everything. And but she didn't. She could definitely tell it was not. It was it was not something that happened. And you know, she also didn't know how badly I didn't kind of want to do that. And told me later too that you know. So you really didn't want to do it, but you did it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. She also, and that's something she told me later too, is that, you know, there was never any bondage. There was never any threat. There's no gun to your head. Nobody's nope. saying, and you know what, you have to do said. this. Yeah. She nope. also always told me that she was so amazed that I kept doing these things. And it took a toll on her, on her over time. You know, it was, it was a very, uh, over time, I haven't really been fucked that much. I really haven't. But, isn't that interesting? Uh, it is. And I think a lot of times it has to do with just kind of almost. They don't want to. Sounds. No, they really kind of don't want to. They just want to come. They just, and it's not just they want to come. At this point now, it's because you're disgusting, but we'll get to that. Just how low would you go to be cuckolded and owned by Black Cock? You will really be abandoned by family and friends once they know the whole thing. Have you seen anybody get out of this? I have never. It's the weirdest thing. I have never seen anybody get out of it. So guys like you just give off a vibe. You don't have to advertise what you are or who you are. He said, if you dropped over right now, do you know what I'd do? And I said, no, sir. And he said, I would probably fuck your face and pussy pretty fast before it got cold. Listen to two more hours of Conversations with Kevin, available exclusively on my Patreon. That's patreon.com backslash Dr. Sue, D-R-S-U-E. He kind of grabbed my face and came right in my mouth. And as he came, he just said, you fucking parasite. 
parasite. You don't want to miss this. Yeah. It, okay, so now yeah. you're in the hotel room and this is the first time and you've gone through all this. They did they send you food? Like how did you eat? Uh the first time was just kind of overnight and I okay. got the pizza delivered. And <laughs> I know. You a and pizza. the funny thing is, uh if there's one funny thing in it, it's that the dude that delivered the pizza was not phased in the slightest bit. <laughs> I mean uh my first husband used to deliver pizzas and no, no. You see everything. No, <laughs> I swear everything. they he didn't he didn't raise an eyebrow. Of course, no. this was a because you're standing there in what? I was standing there in garters. I had a t-shirt on, stockings, garters, and the whole thing, and panties, and no shoes or anything. Mm -hmm. And he knocked on the door, and he said, uh, "I got a pizza for you." And I said, "Is it paid for?" He said, "Yeah, it's all taken care of." I said, "Thanks." He said, "No problem." And he. <laughs> <laughs> he just gave you the pizza and left. I know it's kind of funny because well, it's not okay. So here's the thing: again, you're gonna find that he and I are gonna laugh about certain things. It's just because one, we know what's happened, and two, it's kind of in the past. But we're yeah. not making light of this. We're not making light of anybody who's ever been trafficked, who never got no, a not at all. Pizza in fact, it because was it's not scary. Sex has nothing to do with it. All no, I mean it was just because uh, it's a I mind fuck i didn't know who was going to be knocking on the door and them saying we'll vet who comes in well you can't do that you can't with people really what choice have you, you got? spend a lot of time on it it's just a very terrifying thing and, and each time and so they did it subsequently and each time they did it you were there for longer periods of time right yeah yeah and uh like what more was than the one longest day. i can't even remember it was several days I thought you Several were there days. for a week. I think I remember I you it, being there for a week. I one. think I left the morning of the seventh day once. And uh, that was where I had like a few changes of clothes and uh, some books and stuff. But, oh, my goodness, it was it was rough. Uh, they never had me walk anywhere, you know, walk streets or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, no. So you were just trapped in this hotel room. Yes, for seven and days and now you again we know that you're there's guys out there just fapping away right now oh yeah and it's, the funny thing was it wasn't too, fun though was it yeah I, I called my wife once after like two or three days and i was like what's going on and she said you're fine unless you tell me you're not but you need to tell me why you're not it has to be a really good reason and I couldn't really come up with anything. She said, you know, you've got our number. If your health is a problem or if there's something else going on, we can do this. And so that was that. It was, so, uh, but what was it like for you emotionally and mentally during those seven days? One of the things that this was when I was starting to realize that my wife really didn't care anymore. There's no possible loving relationship where this can go on and you're thinking, it's just not normal <laughs> to say the least. But do you think you were deluding yourself that, you know, you know, this is oh, still yeah. kind and of fun. Up, I mean, I'm having fun. Yeah. And you get caught up in what's happening and not kind of what's going on in the background. You know, when she first started just doing the 24 seven kind of domination for me, uh, when we kind of took it out of the bedroom, it took her a long time to get to the point where she enjoyed humiliating me or seeing me humiliated. Because we she don't to want to humiliate our spouses. That kind of, yeah, go, it's the antithesis of why you're with them. Why would I be right. with a piece of garbage? It makes no sense. 
And even when she would do it, it would be in what now seem like, you know, these most lighthearted kind of ways. The first time she uh, did something even kind of public, we were at the store, I put something in the cart and she told me to put it back. It's not on the list. I didn't need it. And there are several people that heard. I apologized to her just out of instinct. And she told me later that was so hot. And it's funny because now that just seems so innocent. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. It, It was so playful and innocent and stuff like that and uh and yet it wasn't (laughs) no it kind of wasn't it's just part of the erosion of the marriage right and she also uh got to the point too where you know in the beginning when this kind of stuff is going on she she would uh make something happen and uh do something to kind of humiliate me everybody was uh in some ways playing their roles it really wasn't role playing but as time got on, went on, if I did something that, that kind of pissed her off, she would get more and more really, really angry about it. And so it was, it was, uh, it, it was stuff I could see at the time, but you don't really think. You're still not putting two and two together. Either that or you're putting it to the back of your mind thinking, no, it's, it's okay. It's just it's in all the back okay. of my mind. Yeah. And like a lot of uh, white guys, when this is all this stuff is starting, you always think, I mean, not until the last few months, as you and I have been talking, did I ever kind of not think I could turn it down, turn it off. But they also took some steps to make it to where when I sucked cock, it was much more. It felt like something I needed to do. And uh, but that came progressively. So, yes. So you're okay. So now you're being trafficked. mm -hmm. You allowed yourself again to be trafficked. You very well could have with your burner yeah. phone, called an Uber, and went home. But you chose not to. Right. I remember when I uh, he picked me up the first time and took me home. I won't say he was he was cool about things, but he, he knew I'd been through a lot. But I got nothing from her. Like, you know, I'm you know, sorry, it went longer than I thought. It was more intense than I thought. You know, love you, anything like that. It was not that vibe. But she also very much. What was she like when you came in? Like, did she find you? Did you get an air of disgust? Like, what? Uh, Not completely. I mean, your husband just walks through the door after being trafficked for seven days in a hotel room. Yeah. What's that like? Well, she did. She did ask, you know, are you okay? And I said, yeah. And she said, uh, you know, she did have some clean clothes for me. And she said, I'm sure you cleaned up there, but just go, you know, shower up all that stuff and get something to eat. And I said, okay. And that was about it. I mean, there wasn't much uh, talk about anything. Mm-hmm. She didn't really want to know a whole lot of details or anything like that. It was, it was clearly something I think she thought would be interesting and all that. But once it was done, she, she just didn't really want to even talk about it or think about it. And now during all this, sir is mm-hmm. kind of getting a little bit pushy. He's starting to he want to take and over and come over whenever he wants. And he got to the point where he asked her for a house key. And, uh, well, I say asked. He said, I kind of expect a house key. I'm tired of, you know, waiting and this kind of thing and that thing. She had some really, really, really good advice from some other women who were doing this to their husbands or not, or boyfriends or whatever, which was basically be careful and make sure you're still truly in control of what's going on in your house. The times, who comes, who goes, how long they can stay, if they can even come in at all. 
So she kind of shut it down and took over the whole thing. And he was, he was very cool with it. I was going to say, he acquiesced. Know. He was just like, okay, yeah. that's cool. It's like, yeah, if that's, they if will that's what the limit is, that's fine. Exactly. <laughs> Until you say that's enough. Now, in some cases, they don't fucking care, especially if they can see that you're weak. But yeah. in her case, no, she's not weak. She was just like, okay, I've got a little bit down the rabbit hole here because this guy is just so amazing. I right. get it. And they, hell yeah. no, you're not taking over my fucking life. Right. And so that she, when she did that, I would say looking back to things changed also quite a bit. That was where she started to get a lot of things really like she wanted them. And as far as me being, you know, a part of her life and everything, I still was, but she controlled when, how, what, and she was getting. Now, what is she, she still having sex time. with you at all at this point? No, no, no. That, that had stopped a long time ago. Really, the first time he came in and started doing his thing, it wasn't because he said you can't have sex with your wife or anything like that. She just didn't have any. Didn't want it. I, yeah. I still got to go down on her a lot. And that was uh, great, but that was sex for me. And at this point, if that ever happens again anywhere, I would take it and call it sex. (laughs) 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 You have to be flexible. You would take it at this point, for sure. Yeah. Whatever. uh, He's now going, he's reminiscing, going, oh, I remember that. I remember being close to a pussy. I remember a pussy. I think that it probably changed a lot more at that point too when she realized that hey this I can I can make this whatever I want it to be. Yes, that was I was just going to say that. I think she re- she came into her power in that moment. It was like, "Oh, okay. Yeah. I really I mean, am uh, calling the then, shots here." Yeah. Yeah, until then, you know, one of the things he told me too and his friend later, that was about when she stopped having me really participate in any way in any kind of cuckold uh she still got a lot of black cock, but i never saw it i didn't oh so she switched it up and said okay yeah i'm getting the cock but i'm not your free porn yeah it never got to the point where she was sitting there you know ringing a bell and having me come in and clean her up or anything it was Mm. just that's what she got on the side. Everything was so you you at this point you're not even getting the little cream pies you're not getting anything no no, uh, the only time I got was what I swallowed, and I did a lot of that. But it was a really turning point, you know. You when this isn't fast, you guys but... understand. This has been ten years, no. so this is not something that you know all happened in a matter of months. This is yeah, something that goes things, on for a long time. Yeah, and you see a lot of these changes Gradual. over time, and yeah. you see them better in the rearview mirror. Kind Absolutely, of, you know, when they're happening. And so when she found out I don't need this. And she also kind of, I think, started to come to terms with the fact that, hey, this is who he is. And, uh, you know, one of the things Sir, kind of... Well, because it's almost as if each time she would push you or, or Sir would push you to a lower level, you still never fought back. No. Never said, this is too much. Never said, uh, okay, I need, you know, three months off or anything something just to just to kind of i never never said anything um one time i asked him you know would it be possible maybe to think about having like a week off where i could just kind of catch my breath a little bit and this wasn't something where i was seeing 
guys like, you know, every day or, you know, no gangbangs for me or her or anything like that. It's just, I wanted to not have to think about it for a short time. And he said, no, <laughs> he said, there is no chance. We're not taking a break. But that was it. That was the only time I even came close. But again, you uh, could have still said no. No, and that's one of the things she said from the very beginning is actually after all said and done, she looked back on me and told me all you really ever had to do was say no or this is too much or I want to do this, but I got to think about some things first. Nothing ever happened like that. And uh, I couldn't do anything about it after after she kind of had those feelings. You can't go back and get it back. And it wasn't a one-time thing. She saw this over and over and over and again, you know. Well, and it got to and, the point where she they decided they were going to program you, right? Yeah. And this was something that one of her friends had said. And she had somebody reach out to her and tell her, you should try hypnosis with it. And, and right I, there, I'm going to cut you off, Kevin, because yeah. we're going to pick up with that on the next show. Okay, perfect. If you want to hear more from my conversations with Kevin, be sure to hit up my Patreon account, patreon.com backslash Dr. Sue, D-R-S-U-E, to hear some of the most intense white boy destruction you have ever heard. I want to thank Kevin for taking the time to sit down on several occasions for you guys to catch up with him and see how he's doing. It's very kind of him to allow his story to be told given the position he's in now. Catch all of my latest audios on thedrsuereview.com, where something naughty this way comes, and the one who's coming is you. If you want a private session with me, you can also find ways to speak with me on thedrsuereview.com, including my private line. Be sure to tune in to the next In Bed with Dr. Sue, where I discuss just why you don't want to go too low in front of your wife. Although I think if you listen to these interviews, you'll figure it out. Until we meet again, be healthy and be happy.